to wait. We don't want to wait. <laughs> we don't want to wait for each other. I'm no. Robin. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> We're on Smallville. Oops. Uh-oh. Season. Was what was that? That was my phone being dumb. <laughs> Me being dumb. With Smallville phone. season seven. Yeah. The writer strike season. Oh. With four episodes today to talk about Gemini. The the Barbie season, which luckily she's not in three of them, only in the last hey, one. Don't be hating on Vandevore. I discovered this week that I have an autographed picture from her. That I totally didn't <laughs> even know. But uh, apparently, my friend Shuby uh, sent it to me, and it says, you know, to Robin, a little heart and her her autograph across one of her uh, belly shirt promo shots. <laughs> So, yeah, it was like promo shot from this season. Yeah, so. I was like, "Holy cow!" I didn't even remember I had this. It was I? I must have got it from her and was like, "Cool!" and like shoved it in my Smallville season seven DVDs. Um, and just didn't get. To, I was on. I was actually using my Blu-rays. I planned on getting rid of my DVDs, and then I opened the DVD because I wanted to uh, basically record the commentaries for two of these episodes onto my computer. I can't do that with the Blu-rays, and so I can just kind of mm-hmm. listen to as podcasts. And uh, opened up the DVDs and it fell out. I was like, what? I was like, who put this here? <laughs> Did I meet Laura Vandervoort? I don't remember. <laughs> I know. My friends, uh, she brought a uh, she brought me a Christmas gift last year. And I opened it up and I was like, Did I buy this for myself? Because I would have bought the it was a Star Wars cup. Ah. And, and it was like it was like so perfect. I was like, Did I buy this? Order it for myself and forget I did because it's the perfect gift. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what what were the commentaries? Are uh, you gonna report that to me? I've got barely any anything to really report. It's you know it's a little weird. Um, you know, Siren, it was uh, Persona and Siren, and Siren was the one. It had uh, Alan Miles and Justin Hartley and uh, Kelly Souders and Brian Peterson. I don't know. They were just kind of talking about the episode. They didn't really give away, give, give too much. Uh, Justin Hartley is always a pleasure to listen to. He's a nice guy and seems to be a lot of fun to be around. And uh, Persona was the other one, and that was uh, um, Ken Horton, the director. Uh, uh, Todd Slavkin. Wait, Todd Slavkin was the director. Ken Horton's the producer, and it had John Glover. And they were just kind of like going, "Ah, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that shot. Where's this shot again? Oh, that. Oh yeah, that place. You know, <laughs> was it a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff? Uh, I might have written a couple things down, but anyway. So this week we we're talking about Gemini, Persona, Siren, and what was the last episode? Fracture. Fracture. Uh, overall, what'd you think? Much better than the last few, right? Good week, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, there's, uh, there's definitely, I definitely have an episode of the week, um, but there are a couple of close contenders, and I don't think there's any duds in this uh, in this week's uh, uh, lineup. So, no, I mean, I watched these like four times, and if you can watch them four times, yeah. And not want to pull your hair out, then they're not bad episodes. They're good episodes. <laughs> good, good. Okay, so let's talk about Gemini first. I'm, oh, okay, first off, so why is Grant? Why is Grant doing the now on Smallville thing? He's <laughs> not he? a regular. <laughs> it sounded like Grant. Uh, uh maybe, maybe it was him. I don't know why. I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, this whole sorrow takes over Clark's life, and we find out the truth about Grant Gabriel. So, yes, go ahead. 
This whole thing about Lois writing uh, the expose mm. on Lex. A Lexpose. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Why is that? It's, is it an expose if the person, the subject that it's about is picking out the writer and cooperating with it and also, oh, hey, he's the owner of the newspaper. Hmm. Interesting. Well, is he it, doesn't own it yet. <laughs> okay. But is that an expose? It's just like, why do we have to write this expose on Lex? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why Lex was agreeing to it other than like Grant was just like, give her a shot. She's a good reporter. And it's like, yeah, but what, what? How, how does this work for Lex? You know, what, 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 why yeah, would Lex ever want to do it? Yeah, I, and I never really was very clear with that. This is a Christmas episode. We have like shopping mall Christmas songs and what at the beginning with Lois and Grant making out on the desk there. Or was it a desk or was it against a wall or something? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Lois is a Daily Show fan, which is cool. Yes. <laughs> Clark's missing. Mm-hmm. And Chloe is yeah, like Clark. bordering on angry and scared. Clark's on a two-week vacation to Minnesota, allegedly. <laughs> um, so what were you thinking at this point? Because uh, there is a big jaw-dropping reveal at the end. Were you onto the game right up front, or were you just kind of accepting? Oh no, I was no. It it was a wonderful experience because I was like, "Oh, Clark is being so sweet. Clark's so sweet to lot. Oh, they're (laughs) doing good. Like their their relationship is working out. Uh They're not they're not strained anymore. Why is Why is Clark being so nice? Clark's being too nice. Wait, wait, wait. What's going on? Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's not Clark. Yeah, it was great. And it's great because, that you did watch it again like a couple of times because uh, you could see probably what Tom Welling was doing as Bizarro, yes. as Clark. <laughs> yes. And uh, this whole – like last week when uh, Laura was like, you know, Jarrell, is that you? So then we remembered back to the – Episode where Clark was playing it was uh, Jarrell looked like Clark. Yes, the fifties episode. Relic and s- huh, relic, and so I was like, oh, there are so many people that could look like Clark. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Mm-hmm. It could be Jarrell. It could be because by this time we had forgotten about Bizarro. Mm-hmm. He's just gone. Yeah. Um, and that's when Clo- uh, Lois gets a phone call. There's a bomb on your cousin. Do I have your attention now? And we have this guy, Adrian Cross, who turns out to be one of the failed Julian clones um, that wants to uh, basically wants Lois to kill Lex uh, for him. And um, I love that Lois is trying to, like, get any sort of word out. And they say, uh, he's like, your internet, your internet line is cut, so don't even bother. And she picks up a wire. And I'm so glad that they used uh, uh Coaxial cable because I, I was gonna I was gonna call foul if I saw you know, back in this day we're getting we're getting slowly getting used to the internet and how it works. People getting slowly aware of uh, how it actually works as opposed to how it works on TV. Uh huh. Mm. Kind of hard to to uh, do people. Yeah. Lois attacks. I like the. the Oh, yeah, there was the whole misdirect with the UPS guy. I was staring because you're a babe. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he leaves out and he comes back in. Well, what? What do you want now? And he's got a, <laughs> the scissors in his back. And, yeah. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> How about <laughs> okay. uh, we had the return of some fencing, some Lex fencing, which is oh, yeah. almost as fun as Clark actually building fences. Like, it's just those <laughs> certain things that pop up on Smallville. I'm like, yeah, we're on Smallville again. Uh huh. Well, it, yeah. It was so, it's sad because. Lex is very lonely. Lex is not close to his father. Mm. He has no family. He misses Lana. Lex is a mess, and he needs he needs somebody. So he's going to fence with his person he's bought, yes. <laughs> paid for. Uh, so yeah, this is when Clark suddenly reappears on Kent Farm, and um, when you're watching this now, and the second time, you can notice that it's Bizarro because Bizarro usually use, wears the blue ja- blue jacket, red shirt look, even though Clark does that too. You know? Yeah. So that's not a yeah. The next away, episode, but... he's wearing the blue. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the first thing, some people got hung up. You know, I'm listening to the old shoe. Podcasts and uh, some people got hung up on the fact that um, um, Lana like asks about uh, Kara. Kara, I'm saying it right. Um, and it's like, hey, did you did you find Kara? And uh, Bizarro hadn't even met Kara. Had no knowledge of Kara. Bizarro has the DNA of Clark, which has Clark's memories from the mm-hmm. end of season six and back. Right. So he hadn't met Kara yet, but. What Bizarro says here, he says, I think I need, I think he, I need to accept that she's gone, <laughs> which is like a good, like, make it up at the last minute. Like, I have no idea. Apparently I was looking for somebody named Kara and I don't really care about that myself. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Lana, I, I need to, I think I need to accept that she's gone. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to look for her anymore. <clears throat> and, um, and yeah, how he just like leans into helping her with her vengeance. It's like yeah. think Clark is like, listen, I'm going to make things better with Lana. I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, believing her and trusting her, and, and, and to make this relationship uh, much better. So, so we we <laughs> we go to the ISIS cave, <laughs> which is just horrible to laugh at every time it comes up. But it's just so <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, um, and yeah, he like looks around. And he you can see Bizarro like figuring out what she's been doing by. Just seeing the whole setup And really just plays into it Like if you watch it with the, Knowing that it's bizarre When you're seeing this stuff for the first time It's so interesting Yeah he said, Show me everything you got Yeah You know We'll, we'll get him together mm. we'll, You know We're on the same page We're working together Show me everything I want to <laughs> know everything <laughs> And she, he even finds out That she's like Keeping a, a corpse in the basement Or somebody dying in the basement some sort of uh, you know mail room that got shut down. She's got the uh, person that was infected with uh, Brainiac. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, of course, you've got her quarantined." Yes, uh-huh. yes, interesting. This room with like wires <laughs> hanging down and stuff. It's like really, really clinical here. Uh, really, yeah. And she's speaking Kryptonian, which is the first time we ever hear Kryptonian on the show. And that's interesting because we have seen flashbacks and nobody's been speaking Kryptonian, but. <laughs> Uh, we have this slow mail lady. Well, that's a funny scene where Lois having to deliver this package to Chloe to warn her. But she's like the mail lady must think she's super lazy and is going super slow because yeah. 
Yeah, I got to bring this to well, another and desk. She did, nice. She didn't write it out. She dotted it. Uh-huh. Yeah. She dotted it so he, he couldn't see her, you know, writing out the words. Uh-huh. Bomb on you. Well, that's, that makes sense. I didn't. I was thinking, like, why did she take a long time and dot it out, you know, rather than just writing it? But, yeah. He was watching and so Jimmy, I like the uh, I like the CGI Christmas decorations on the Daily Planet. Yes, and the buildings and, and, and the riding around the planet. I love it. Yeah, um, I think that's a thing for the next uh, few seasons. Like when it's Christmas time, they have the I don't know whose job that is to put those up there, but uh, yeah. And we also have Christmas music in the elevator of doom that Jimmy and Chloe get stuck in. <laughs> And there's, I love the the callback to it. What is it like later on in the episode, where she, where Chloe's like, "That's just what I do, you know. When the world's coming to an end, I just kiss whoever the closest guy." <laughs> and, and yeah, when she kissed Clark, so that explains that she really wasn't kissing him because she was attracted to him. It was just like an anxiety thing or uh-huh. whatever. But okay, what season was that? Was that season five or season six? Season six. Okay, so we are yet to get a Chloe Clark kiss for season seven. That's right. Hmm, I wonder if the, I wonder if it'll be broken this year. Hmm, I can't remember honestly. But yeah, no, we got to keep an eye out for that. What I was referring to was her line where uh, she's like, "I always pictured this playing out to some sad Kelly Clarkson song and not some Jingle Bells music." <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because in Bizarro, uh, Chloe burns her death certificate while sober by Kelly Clarkson plays in the background. Mm. Which, oh, that's another thing that that's something that actually did come up in the commentary. Uh, we'll be talking about Interpol's song Pioneer to the Falls that plays at the end of Persona. That song was actually supposed to play instead of Kelly Clarkson in Bizarro, but they decided to switch it out and put Kelly Clarkson there. So, mm. anyway. Um, ba 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 ba. Oh, the girl that's in quarantined and that Lana has. Yeah. It, uh, they decided that the black goo was absorbing people's minerals. Yeah, trace metals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you get a Blade Runner vibe from this episode with the clones? Yeah, I guess so. I want more life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Tim uh, Giddy or Giney, um, he, who plays Adrian, he's like one of those that guys. Like, uh-huh. he's in so many shows. I don't know if you recognized him or not. Mm, I don't guess so. He's been in tons of stuff. I know him mostly from uh, The Good Wife. Um, he's like this really quirky character that showed up. He played a private investigator that always had like his kids in tow. So he was like, he, he just was like. You know, threatening the lawyers with lawsuits or whatever, or telling them that they've got he's got some sort of dirt, and then he's like, "Hold on, Billy, I'll, I'll be right with you." you know, like really pleasantly, and then he go back. To, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a great, a great character. Um, uh, so uh, Chloe's got the worst secret Santa ever. There's a bomb in the gift, um, and yeah, that's when Adrian tells him tells Lois to force Lex to admit what he did, and Chloe uses her last phone call to call. <laughs> Clark and Jimmy's like, what's Clark going to do? Dismantle the bomb with his great hair? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wrote here because I was watching it knowing that it was bizarro. I was like, hmm, I wonder why Clark isn't answering his phone. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, frozen. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Because he didn't clone the phone. 
But I mean, it is uh, funny to look back on it and think that wasn't Clark that rescued Chloe. <laughs> no. And the reason why uh, was because um, he needed Chloe to translate the Kryptonian that um, the that girl was saying. He didn't. Um, he, he didn't rescue Chloe because he didn't do it out of his own out of, out of the the uh, of goodness heart. of his own heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were, were you even tipped off when he flew up the stairs? Which was pretty rad. Uh, I see. I don't know. I think I was just seeing that as yeah. super speed. A super jump or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, Grant and Adrian have this face off where they discover that they both have the same memories. Mm-hmm. And, they kind of uh, like almost say the same words at the same time. Yeah. And then there's – so there's a gunshot that goes off in Grant's office. There's Jimmy and Chloe stuck in an elevator. Meanwhile, there's a, must, there's a Christmas party going on and no one's using the elevator and no one can hear any of the stuff that's going on. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, Lick like bonks uh, Lois on the head, knocks her out. And Edward says, they should call this Concussionville. <laughs> he should listen to the show where we go over every single knockout at the end of the season. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, yet again, we have somebody finally admitting that they have powers to the person that they've been hiding it from. And, of course, the person just reacts with love. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. of course, they should, you know, if the person really mm-hmm. cares about you, that they might. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, after Lois wakes up, uh, Lex is like, yeah, Chloe's, Chloe's fine. Grant's fine. Um, Adrian ran off. Adrian (laughs) ran off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, by the way, uh, Merry Christmas. I just bought the Daily Planet. Oh, I I love how Lex, how Michael delivers those, those lines, Uh you know. Merry Christmas. I am your boss, Lois. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, I, I wanted to point out that uh, in Noir, remember Lex Luthor did uh-huh. the Daily Planet? I believe that's happened in Lois and Clark as well. Um, and from the Book of Smallville, um, the decision to have Lex buy the Daily Planet was a way for the writers to bring him back into the Smallville fold. As Lex is starting to burn bridges in every part of his world, we were writing a lot of scenes where it's Lex and a guest character, Carolyn Dries explains. Mm-hmm. So story-wise, yeah. we found a way to infuse Lex back into the original cast's lives by putting him right in the middle of the activity of the Daily Planet. It was a very, it was also a very Luther thing to do and a good way to create stories. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. why Lex is a metropolis. Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was just, he was just relegated to his, his mansion. His secret lab. And people and his had to. Tables. <laughs> yeah. People had to go see him and they had to get, have reasons for Clark to go confront Lex mm-hmm. for being involved in that one thing that they were doing that episode or whatever. So the last few things that happened in this episode is Chloe's been practicing it, her abilities apparently because instead of dying when she heals Jimmy's little cut, she just. Winces in pain. It's like she's taking on the pain of the person uh-huh. in pain. Yeah. Well, but first, before she does that, he asks her, "Oh, what's your power? Can you fly?" <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody can fly except for Clark. Clark, why can you not fly? <laughs> you got to get on that, Clark. Uh, meanwhile, Grant is telling Lex, you know, finds out he's been fired, and is like, "Let me live my life." And um, yeah, you're playing good. Mm-hmm. 
So Grant goes and breaks up with Lois. Uh-huh. It's too complicated. Lois is like, whatevs. Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, she was very heartbroken. Yeah. She was trying to hold back the tears, but she's not so, doing too good of a job. She's so heartbroken. She and really... he was trying. To, <laughs> and she was. He was trying to pretend like he didn't notice how upset she was. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's, and then Clark and Lana have a scene. Uh huh. Lana is so happy. She hugs him. He yeah. hugs her. He puts his hand over his head over her shoulder, and then suddenly his face. And I was apart. like, Oh, they're they're back together. They're being so nice. Why is he being nice? He's being too nice. Why is Clark being too nice? That's not Clark. <laughs> and then, <laughs> da, 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 like soaring Smallville score, we suddenly zoom to the for the the fortress, and we see Clark uh-huh. frozen in ice. Yeah. So this is the first and only spoilers only episode that does not feature Clark Kent for more than a few seconds of screen time. Clark Kent, not Tom Welling. <laughs> right. So uh just uh, an amazing uh scam job they did to us. It's just so awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean it's two huge twists because it, it the uh the with Grant being a, okay, last week you said, you know, will they explain the age difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I didn't know if the show was going. You know, you don't know if the show cares about that. Just like when Lana died, you know, faked her death. Mm-hmm. You didn't know if the show was going to go to the extent of explaining that she had a clone, and that's that her <laughs> that DNA happened. was yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so Lex, Lex created the whole clone thing. Yeah, Lex mm-hmm. created Grants and probably didn't want to have like a sixteen-year-old little brother. <laughs> he wanted to have like a you know guy his age, somebody his age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's from the book of Smallville about the whole twist and stuff. Creator Al Goff also enjoyed the twist and turns of this episode. The fun of Gemini was that you think it's Clark throughout the show and then you realize it's not. There are obviously hints that it's not Clark and I think a good fan could figure out a couple of the acting choices in there. It's fun where you realize the only reason he saved Chloe, of course, was because he needed her for information and help later. I was impressed that the Bizarro re- reveal didn't leak by, and by the... F- and by the fans who realized uh, something was off, uh, episode writer Carolyn Dryas Marvels, I think Tom nailed it. He played it very well. Somebody pretending to be somebody else. I was so happy about that. She explains mm-hmm. the episode was carefully planned to expose a key element of Clark and Lana's relationship. What we wanted to do with Gemini was to have Lana show Clark something that she was really nervous about showing him and was really making herself vulnerable to Clark and his judgment. When Clark is proud of her for taking this on by herself, Lana's really turned on by that and thinks their relationship has evolved. Little mm. does she know. So, okay, so Lana is really turned on. <laughs> and now we turn, we start Persona. Yes. Uh, and Clark and Lana are in the bed. Mm. Okay, what I want to know, did Clark and Lana take separate cars to the same fireworks show? <laughs> Uh, I zombie fans I mean, will get that, but uh, maybe if you think about it, you'll get it too if you're not an iZombie fan. Um, well, no. I mean, if she... Nope. They did it. They had sex. They had sex, and then they had some, some more sex. So this was in the uh, commentary? No, but it's... I mean, they're... 
I mean, I know it's naked against next to each other in bed, and then he calls her back okay, but, to bed. And... But but she can't. Her and Clark can't do it unless she has his powers or he doesn't have powers. So how does Bizarro and her? How are they? How is that able to happen? The only way I can explain it is he either has more control or he um, he's not Clark. <laughs> you know, he's not as nervous <laughs> as Clark. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it just, but. I mean, it's implied that it happened. I mean, she's like shirtless. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's some and it's super just, petting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so disturbing because, I mean, it's like rape. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. she's so... Uh, ugh. And what's worse is, you know, you know that, that that never comes up. And maybe that's something that the writers were like, eh, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not touch on that. You know, it's implied... <laughs> But let's well, not have but, Clark and Lana talk about it. You know, let's not have Lana no. damaged by this, you know? Yeah, but it's just, uh, I mean, uh, Bizarro, the, the, uh, the, what is, what is it? The demon, not the demon, the, um, Phantom. Phantom. He is in love with, with Lana. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, tells, you know, him and Clark that she was very happy. Yeah. So it's just so weird and disturbing. Oh, so good. Uh, I just so love these good. couple of episodes. Um, yeah, he tells her he's going to fly her to Paris, and she's like, "Oh, I, last time I heard you couldn't fly," and he's like, "Oh, you make me feel like I could fly." And then the sunlight <laughs> beams in through the window, and he's like, "Ah, come back to bed," and it's like he's a vampire, you know. Mm-hmm. Close those curtains. And meanwhile, Grant meets up with Lionel, his, his, uh, yes. daddy. <laughs> after, after Lex had told, uh, Grant, don't, don't tell Lionel because he'll, he'll kill you. Uh huh. But apparently Lionel's like, oh, no, no, I, I'm good. I don't have a problem at all. <laughs> like, yeah, we need to get to know each other better. Yeah. Let's go eat at the best, most expensive steakhouse in Metropolis. Mm. Meanwhile, some homeless randos are dying. They're missing their trace uh, medals, just like Casey Brock did. And um, and uh, Lana triangulates the attacks for Bizarro to the possible home base of Brainiac, which is in Suicide Slums, which is just a bad place to hang out in. And we have the return of James Marsters. Yeah, he looks terrible. He does look terrible. Uh, apparently they... We're really worried on set that he he looked too pale, like the makeup person did like a terrible job to him that made him like way too white. And then you know when they filmed it, it turned out that it actually looked really good. You know, it looked it looked, looked good, sick. yeah, yeah, it looks great. Um, from the book of Smallville, I've gone from being a character who has a high amount of control to being viscous fluid, which of course means less control. James Marster says, "I have healed. I am no longer viscous." But I am not in control, and I'm on the lam. The good news is that I have much cooler clothes, which means they they are more distressed and a little dirtier, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, much like a, a vampire, another vampire thing, he is living off rats in the alley, you know, sucking their yeah. mouths out. And uh, it's great here. Like, Brainiac immediately recognizes the Phantom. Yeah, and he... He he knows he's going to use him. Mm-hmm. He's got to use him, but he's like, why would I tell you? know, you're a bullisk. You're low life. You're beneath me. I'm so 
advanced and you are nothing. Just James Marster's way, the way he speaks. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the quote is, lying to you would be like lying to a mollusk. There's no point. <laughs> awesome. Um, and yeah, it's just great that it's like, Brainiac looks so weak, but in the end, he's got the upper hand in all of this. It's just oh, classic. It's great to have James Marsters back. Um, so let's see what else. Oh yeah, I forgot about the shield. Uh, what, did, what was I writing about there? The shield. Oh, the shield. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, Bizarro is looking for the shield. Going to Chloe. Chloe's like, "What? You don't remember? You know the beauty queen. It was buried. <laughs> yeah. The shield." And he was like, "Well, I can't remember, remember what fierce? I did with it." Remember that episode, Fierce? <laughs> Trying to forget it, actually, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Chloe, <laughs> Chloe is worried because he Clark doesn't forget things, and he's a little rough. He grabs her. He's like, "Where is it?" So, mm. meanwhile, Lionel goes and tells Lex that uh, what he's done is depraved, and that Lex disgusts him. And uh, and Lex is like, "Don't you want to look into the eyes of the son you lost?" And Lionel says, "It's you I've lost. It's you I've lost." This <sighs> is another great Lex Lionel scene. Uh, uh, so. Um, Let's see, uh, Chloe tries to warn Lana, but Lana's all about, oh, Clark's great, he's opened up, he's a good listener. Um, I'm so happy. Yeah. Hey, we're leaving Smallville together, so mm. don't be jealous, Chloe. Um, okay, podcast and puppy, lay down. <laughs> so we're coming in and out. Bizarro goes to the fortress to look for the shield, which alerts jor and kicks uh-huh. tells him to leave, and that makes jor wake his son up. The last phantom has returned, Kal-El. You must defeat him. So there's a bit of a deleted scene here, um, that, which mm-hmm. explains more about Jarrell's intentions here. Okay, good, because the saw was rushed. <laughs> get, get, get this. Jarrell had originally planned to keep Clark trapped in the fortress until all his friends and family members died. His rationale was that. Clark would stop disobeying him if he no longer had any living friends or family on Earth to care about. Well, Jarrell does have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to Lana. Lana's dead. <laughs> um, and then Clark super speeds home and gives Lana the harsh truth. And Lana's like, oh, you've been having trouble with your memory. You're, you're not acting right. And Clark's just like, it wasn't me. Which, oh, God. Um, meanwhile, Bizarro is listening in on it uh-huh. and goes to suicide slums again. And uh, I think he, I think Brainiac like criticizes Bizarro for fa- falling in love with Lana. And yeah, uh, he he says when the Boy Scout gets back, he's going to be mad that you're sleeping with his girlfriend. <laughs> yep. So uh, then we see Brainiac smirking when Bizarro leaves. It's like, what's he smirking about? Um, so um, <laughs> Clark goes to see Lionel, and Lionel's like, "What's what happened? What's what's happened with Lana? Lana's shaken up. I've taken her to Oliver Queen's apartment, which is where we put all the shaken women." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lionel using the. Being the emissary, Jarrell tells him that uh, blue kryptonite is going to be what takes Bizarro down, which I have to apologize to you. I actually spoiled that for you last episode. I forgot that that's what actually takes him down. But yeah, um, 
because I said Blue Kryptonite in some times in some comics like took Bizarro down, but as well as in the show. So, oh well, yeah. Well, I had no idea that Bizarro was coming back, so it didn't matter. Yeah, and also uh, Clark's not even talking to Bra- uh, Lionel; he's talking to Brainiac, and he puts Clark on the search for Gaxer. Who? Wait, go back. What? Did you know that What'd Lionel wasn't was Brainiac? No. You've watched it three times, you said. How did you miss that? Wait. How did how why how were we ke- how were we cued to know that that was Brainiac? Because he turned into Brainiac. <laughs> did he? Yeah. I swear I don't remember you must have that. Been folding. <laughs> uh, yeah, folding clothes or Yeah, Lionel gets into the elevator and like morphs into That's Brainiac. what it was. That was that weird elevator scene where you see him press the button on one yeah. side, then it goes okay. Yeah. That's right. And so that whole scene is a setup. He wants Clark to go find Daxer because Daxer actually created uh, Brainiac and that's who Brainiac wants to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's really kind of tired from do- putting on the disguise. He looks like he's like out of breath, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, Clark goes to Chloe and he's like, where's the shield? And Chloe's like, ah! <laughs> and finally Clark, like, he's like, listen... I'm going to convince you by telling you something that you probably don't know. Sunlight hurts Bizarro. Now watch. I'm going to step into the sunlight. See? The sunlight doesn't affect me. It's so, <laughs> what a terrible exposition scene. It was just like... They, it seemed like Chloe did not know that sunlight was Bizarro's weakness. But yet... Yeah, I was expecting Clark to say, You remember back in seventh grade when blah, 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. Bizarro has all of Clark's memories, so... Oh, that's right. So, uh, Clark, uh, what, what happens? Uh, oh, he gets the shield, and there's uh, there's some sort of beacon that brings him to Daxer, who is working in a in Arizona as, as a mechanic. And uh, oh my God, it's I, Jimmy I, Olsen! <laughs> wait, Jimmy Olsen? It's Mark McClure. What? Did you not know that Daxer is played by the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the Superman movies? No. What? I'm going to make you watch those Superman movies again because they're the best. That guy is Jimmy Olsen. Young enough to be Jimmy Olsen? He was Jimmy what? He was Jimmy Olsen with Christopher Reeve. It's Mark McClure. Really? Yeah. He had hair then. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. I see. That's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have yet another Superman the movie uh, vet. Uh, guesting on the show um, So uh, Yeah he, he built Brainiac And then he banished himself to Earth for it Because apparently they were supposed to They were going to tr- trust They were supposed to trust Brainiac but then um, Brainiac is uh, Part of the reason why Krypton Is destroyed mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I really liked This character uh-huh. Because um you know, when Clark goes later and you see that he has a family, that he gave up yeah. his powers to have a normal life on Earth and just be not a, of a god, but be a human. And so it's kind of probably, I'm going to I'm gonna say it's foreshadowing. <laughs> Does Clark, I bet Clark deals with this later on. He, I bet he. Something Clark's always dealing with. Whether to give up his destiny to be with the woman that he loves. Uh, here, let me from the book of Smallville. Uh, this, uh, this is a quote from Don Don Whitehead, who's a writer. 
We wanted Clark to meet somebody who had decided to give up his powers for a woman. And in finding a way to bring down Bizarro, Clark has led to Daxer. The point was that Daxer was a scientist who came to Earth, and basically he's like a Superman for a while. But then he meets this woman and decides to be with her because he's fallen head over heels in love. Superman is not like that. Clark, the future Superman, is not ready to give it all up like that for just one person. He absolutely is driven to always think of the welfare of the planet, of others around him, and not... And not only the people he cares about, but the people who make up the world around him. And he can never put one single person ahead of that. We wanted to show that that choice of his. Daxer asks who he needs the blue kryptonite for, and Clark can't answer because it's not really for him to become human and be with Lana. It's to destroy Bizarro. So, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, guess who else is obsessed with Lana? It's Bizarro. <laughs> And uh, bizarre, uh, and we have this whole confrontation scene between Bizarro and Clark. And Clark's got that blue kryptonite, and Lana takes it from him, and she's torn. You know, she looks back and forth between them. Yeah, well, you don't know is she playing Bizarro, or is is there some truth in uh, you know what she's about to do, where it looks like she's going to uh, go with Bizarro and not help Clark. I think she is literally torn. Like, it, you know, as this is Clark, the way she hoped Clark would be to her. And now, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, uh, much like, uh, because Bizarro is a much better bait for post Lex Lana. Uh, huh. yeah. He's a little bit more, uh, vindictive and action oriented and yeah, evil, evil, <laughs> dark, <laughs> He's dark Clark. Um, and I, I, I honestly feel bad. Like he says, I love you as he's about to explode. And I don't know oh, if it's just Tom yeah. or what, but I just, right. I, it is sad. I do feel kind of bad. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's killed a few people. He just wants he's to live evil. life with Lana. He just loves Lana. He yeah. Loves he's Lana. G- giving Lana the life that Clark won't. What's the bad that he did besides like tricking Lana? <laughs> But I mean, besides that, if he like honestly is starting to take on the persona of Clark and believe that he's Clark, you know, I, I don't know. In the Superman like comics and cartoons, like Bizarro like thinks he's Superman, so it, mm. it's kind of a mix of that as well. But I, I don't know. They have this whole phantom thing, so it's a little different. Mm, yeah, it kind of messes it up. Anyway, Brainiac gets what he wanted. He got the location of his creator, and he just kind of sadly puts his hands on him and starts to take the information. They make a connection, and yeah, it, 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 you see, I don't know, Marster's the way he plays it. It's he looks a little sad doing it, you know. Um, but it's so done. is is he dead? I believe he does. He, I believe it kills him. Yeah. I'm not. Sh- I, you know, he might show up and later. On, <laughs> I have no idea. Well, I I had a feeling that he did kill him because he tried to take off the blue uh, kryptonite bracelet and he couldn't get it off in time before Brainiac uh, penetrated him. Yeah, <laughs> penetrated <laughs> his brain. So yeah, I figured he was dead. So, but that was great. Yeah. So uh, we have this whole discussion with, between Lex and uh, Grant, and Le- Grant tells him he's so lonely and prote- p- pathetic. You built yourself a brother. Um, it's kind of pitiful. <laughs> last I heard, I was practically made for this family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's walking from a happy dinner with his new father, you know, and three bullets 
a mugger shoots him down right in the straight and and uh, I'm just like Lex, you heartless bastard. They and we go to like it, uh, like this is where of course Interpol's Pioneer to the Falls is playing, and I'm telling you, it's just oh god, this song. Um, we we have Grant collapsing in the street. We go to Lex getting a text that says it's done. And then he just like steps out in the balcony and just starts screaming Julian into the rain. And then we go to the <laughs> Kent farm and there's just Lana and Clark just like avoiding each other's eyes and like, and then just kind of getting it to bed together, but not touching at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, oh man, super amazing, dramatic music video, Smallville style. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the needle drop, of course, for the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Ready to talk about two more episodes? <laughs> yeah, right. siren. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, at least Oliver's back. Yeah, Green Arrow returns with a uh, Black Canary. Well, at least for an episode. Is Selena Huffman? Who- yeah, I know her from Supernatural. I guess she was on Stargate Universe. Yeah, Universe. Um, so, yeah, uh, Chloe is being attacked by this woman in the Daily Planet. We think, oh, God, is Clark going to save her? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's Oliver. Were you, were you, were you excited? <laughs> yes, I was. I was ready for him to come back. I missed him. And um, so Chloe is working like behind Clark's back uh-huh. with Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clark's not very happy about it. Yeah. Oh, um, got to talk about the scream. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, from the book of Smallville. Uh, Justin Hartley says it was really goofy for her. When you watch the show, you hear the scream, you see the effects and stuff. But on the set, it's the goofiest thing you've ever seen. It's a woman bending <laughs> over, opening up her mouth, and nothing's happening. Everyone's standing there, dead <laughs> silent, except the lone jackass, me, in the background, is laughing like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> It really looks cool, and it's so weird, you know, compared to what we're used to with Arrow, because uh-huh. there's more a screaming sound that you hear with her. Right. Um, there's a reason for this. Uh, it was something I learned from the commentary. Um, they uh, they wanted it to be more like a sonic boom that comes from her, so it's not like this like shrill like, like screeching that comes from her. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why is if you want to rewind all the way back to the episode Whisper, where um, Clark uh, loses his sight and develops the super hearing, and he's fighting against the Banshee kid who like adjusts his throat and goes, <laughs> like, and it's just, yeah. They said it looks so stupid that they wanted to avoid it, avoid doing something like that. So hmm. I don't know that kid's like. The way that he moved, like, his throat and then, like, I don't know, it didn't look right. I think that they put a scream onto her the way she looked because I think she looks cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that it would have worked. Meanwhile, it's awkward at Kent Farm. I'm wondering if Lana is couching it these days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're not talking to each other. Um, Lois, did you, did you, when, when uh, Lois meets Dinah Lance, did you, did you go, that's Black Canary? (laughs) Or, oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and it, but I think it helped because uh, I knew her for Supernatural. Yeah, apparently she kind of knew what she, knew what she looked like with short hair, knew what she looked like with long hair. She's yeah. gorgeous. I'm sure she, she was a, a model. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, in an interview I heard with her uh, during the time of this episode, um, she's she has like a couple of kids, and like they're both little. She has like, yeah, she has like lots of kids now. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah, she has lots of kids. I looked it up. I looked it up. <laughs> um, what now? So Dinah, Dinah is a uh, right-wing radio host, which I was like, ew. Uh, but they didn't really talk anymore about that, like a conservative radio host. Um, and it's also different from the comics because uh, she's got a black wig here with short blonde hair. And in the comics, she has uh, black hair and she wears a blonde wig. Ah. Which is black canary. Yeah. She has four kids. Oh, Okay. Yeah, she only was talking about two at the time I heard this interview, so. And, uh, yeah, so um, Lois hearing about Oliver Queen getting back into town. She's very irritated he's not calling her. I'm getting very irritated that Grant was murdered in the last episode. And, and nobody does, knows. She never says a thing about it at all. <laughs> like, at all. I, I guess she doesn't know anything about it. I'm assuming. I'm really hoping. Because it is major Lois Ollie uh, romance time here in this episode. I'm just like, he died in the street. He died in the street. Poor Grant. <laughs> uh, poor Grant, who I'm going to forget about in a couple weeks, I'm sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, um, Clark is showing up with his uh, extra problems with Clo- to Chloe. And it's just like, how could Lana not know it was me? And, uh, well, that so, like, what do you, what do you expect, man? Like, you look yeah. exactly like you, yeah. And also, how many times have you taken red K or silver K or whatever K and then you've acted like a weirdo? <laughs> I mean, at least this time you're just acting normal. How is she supposed to know? I don't know, yeah. So I love that Oliver gets the Lex treatment, which is Clark Kent barges into his place and starts yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who left all these women's clothes all over my place? Like, and they're like older women's clothes too. Like, does yeah. mom stay here? There's been a lot of moms here. Yeah. Lionel goes to the ISIS Foundation and sees uh, Lana wearing reading glasses, which uh, <laughs> is a major event in the series. Yeah, he he was like, I tried to call, and she said, Well, we've got call waiting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, but before Oliver is giving Clark a hard time again about oh, yes. be, staying home, sitting on the sidelines, playing the call himself, dom- domestic <laughs> yeah. guy, and like he's trying to get him to participate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dinah breaks into Chloe's desk, looks at her cell phone, which apparently she keeps locked in her desk because it's like the mid two thousands, and that's what we do back then. <laughs> Uh, there's no Candy Crush yet. Um, <laughs> and then she discovers the last call was to Oliver Queen. So I guess that must mean he's Green Arrow. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but uh, all right. So um, blah, 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 blah. what happened here? Lana's looking at surveillance tapes uh, and tells uh, Clark the whole truth. And, um, and it's really because Lionel threatened her. And uh, she says, no one can live up to your self-righteous standards. Bizarro was more affectionate and understanding. I know, right? 
Well, I mean, she has a point. He kind of was. <laughs> He's a super murderer, too, but you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lois finds Ollie shirtless. And uh, it's really mad, but she says, this is going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. oh, he's got a, a, a dinner set up and <laughs> says it's for her. Then she sees Black Canary out on the porch, so she thinks that he's really having dinner. It was really weird. And then she, like, sonic screams, and Ollie's knocked out, and her scream broke the yes. uh, the glass to the uh, closet where he keeps all of his equipment. Uh-huh. So Lois knows Oliver is Green Arrow. Yep. Yay! Awesome. Which is great because it gives us something, some fodder to, to deal with. Like, what does Lois do when she discovers that somebody has been lying to her about being a superhero? Hmm. Mm. Um, okay, so I wanted to read you from the book of Smallville. In preparing for Siren, not only did Justin Hartley have to get into shape to wear the green arrow tights again, he also had to prepare for a long sequence where he is wearing very little, providing superb eye candy to his loyal fans. When I read the script the first time, I was in a towel. The whole thing where Lois and I were tied together by Black Canary, I was in a towel for all that. And then for three scenes in a row, all towel. I was like, well, this is going to be something else. Fortunately for Hartley, some of the scenes were changed, so he got to wear a little bit more than a towel. (laughs) Sorry, Steph. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, I can enjoy him no matter whatever whatever he's wearing. Yeah, I enjoy, he's, I'm a fan. So Canary's trying to, uh, you know, um, interrogate him. She's working for Lex, of course, and Oliver's like, "Listen, I'm the good guy. What are you working for Lex for?" Uh, meanwhile, Clark and Chloe are talking about this new girl in town, and she's like, "Oh man, she's got like." She's like raven black, canary yellow. Maybe we should call her the yellow raven. And Clark says, nah, canary has a better ring to it. <clears throat> and I'm like, I haven't heard a hackney way to come up with a superhero's name uh, <laughs> uh, since uh, how many episodes of The Flash I've had the same kind of conversations happen, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, Lana... Goes to Lionel. I went to the edge and Clark pulled me back. I'm trying to do the same thing for you. Lex is living proof of what obsession can do. So she's trying to help Lana or help Lionel rather. And uh, and she warns him that Lex is Lex could destroy any of us, including you. So um so Lois tries covering up for Lob- Ollie in front of <laughs> Clark and Chloe, and she's like, "Who picks oh, archery as a such- hobby?" <laughs> yeah. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. It, it's funny, after just two episodes ago, <laughs> they were trying to do the same to her. <laughs> yeah, right. So lame. Look at all those green arrows, man. He's just like an archer, right? Just nothing to do with anybody <laughs> named Green Arrow. Um, so we have this epic action scene in, the, in Lex's mansion. And I uh, just wanted to say it's uh, inspired by the movie Equilibrium. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Christian Bale does a. Th- they did a thing and did action scenes called Gunkata, which was like martial arts with guns. Yeah, yeah but wasn't Equilibrium like a knockoff of The Matrix? I mean, it was known as that, but I think it just sucked that it came out around the same time, you know? Um, but this is all because they wrote this into the script. I learned this from the commentary as well. They wrote this 
action scene in the script because Rosenbaum was getting tired of his character being constantly knocked out. He's like, can't Lex put up a fight for once? And so, yeah, he's got, like, guns blazing and stuff, and he, he's not put down until, like, Black Canary, like, nails him to the wall with her, one of her daggers. And Green Arrow just, like, humph, and walks, walks out of the room. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. I should have had the timer okay. going. Um, bu- 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 bu. Oh yeah. So Lois and Oliver break up. She's not. She says she's not good with secrets, and she doesn't want to worry about where he is every night. And uh, Sadie, stop. No, lay down. You're being silly. Quit being a silly podcasted puppy. Okay, sorry. And it's all because of uh, Lois's daddy issues. She talks about how like her dad made her second place because he served his country, and uh, she can't compete with the greater destiny that a superhero might have. And he's, she's not mm. going to be left behind again, which uh, mm. does leave a little hint of what's to come. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, Clark's like, hey, man, maybe she'll get used to the dual identity thing. And Oliver says, well, maybe when the earth cracks open and time ticks backwards, <laughs> like in Superman <laughs> movie. <laughs> and Black Canary, who in the comics is the future beau of, uh, or Belle, I guess, future girlfriend, at least, of uh, Green Arrow, says to Oliver, has anyone ever told you you have lousy taste in women? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that and because she can't stand Lois, like she made remarks about how obnoxious <laughs> Lois was. Yeah, I, definitely, that's what the character meant. But the writers, I'm sure, put that in there just to kind of be like, mm-hmm. ah, see, she she actually hooks up with Oliver in the future. Um, all right, so Clark finds Lana packing. Oh, and also they make Black Canary den mother. Because she's a woman, and oh, so she yeah. has to take care of the boys. And yeah, boy, ugh. I didn't like that. Like, that's a little. That's a little old fashioned. Uh-huh. Lana's about to move out, move in with Chloe and Lois at the Tallinn apartment, <laughs> apparently, because that's what she well, said. There's one bed. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, wow. mm. anyway, uh, Clark says he's not ready to call it quits yet. So, well, but it was how he did it. Excuse me. How he did it was really nice. Like she's like, I'm gonna go stay with Chloe. I talked to her, and she goes to leave, and he said, "I stole a Maserati." Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I, I broke it. I broke up and saved. Yeah, yeah. But um, so he was saying, you know, that he's not. He's tired of being uh, self righteous and feeling uh, like he's more moral than she is, and mm-hmm. so he was. Uh, Telling her all the bad things that he did. Yeah. What else? Nothing. Let's move on to Fracture. <laughs> that was Siren. Uh, oh, uh, but but she says oh. she doesn't think she believes that he doesn't think that they'll end up together. Yeah. Clark says he doesn't know the future, but wants them to be able to trust each other again. Mm-hmm. So at least they can be friends. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right. Fracture, shall we? Fracture. Okay. So, Welcome back, Super Barbie. Yeah, and oh, we have the pilot for, for the upcoming series Metropolis here. With uh, What? Have huh? you heard about the series Metropolis that's coming? There's a show called Metropolis yeah. that's being made. You know this? No? For reals? For reals. 
<laughs> it's going to no. be made for the DC Digital uh, Network, which they're making shows for. Um, yeah, apparently it is uh, Lex Luthor and uh, Lois Lane like solving crimes. Yeah, that's basically what it is. There's no Superman in it. <laughs> I have no idea why the show, but uh, I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> so it's a cartoon? No, it's a live action show. Yeah. Like they're doing, and who's playing Lex? Uh, they haven't done any casting announcement yet. They they've announced that this series is being made. Yeah, we have Krypton the show premiering on Sci Fi in a couple weeks, and, uh-huh. and now next year it's going to be Metropolis. Uh, why do uh, why do they do these shows? Nobody wants to see. I know, Nobody right? wants to see that. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to watch. That's it. like that's like man. I really want some chocolate. Yeah. Well, here is. Listen, this is a rapper, and there's going to be chocolate in it eventually, but probably <laughs> not during this show. <laughs> I know, I, honestly, you know, it, it bothers me. And I, you know, when when Flash and Arrow and them came out, I was kind of happy that, you know, I was like, oh, good, we have superhero shows with the superhero in it. Like they're not developing into a superhero. They're and they're not going to be, a, you know. So we did ten years of that. You know, Smallville is a great show, but yeah. Um, Eventually, you want to have the superhero on it, you know? Um, I mean, it's definitely arguable that the superhero has been on Smallville the entire time, but not in his entire costume and all that, you know? Um, Anyway. So, apparently, you can survive being shot between the eyes, uh, Steph. Um, No. Really? What if I... No. Like, somebody shot me in the head, like, right in the middle of my skull. If it passed through my brain... No. Maybe there's like parts of my brain that I'm not using that it could have passed through. No, (laughs) no. Are you watching nine one one? No. Okay. There's an episode where a guy gets a rebar through his head and he survives. (sighs) Phineas Gage stuff. Phineas Gage. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Maybe, you know, there's a one in a million chance that you would have no effects, but a lot of people that I see, yeah, maybe they uh, can go home, mm-hmm. but they don't live the life that they had before. <laughs> right. <sighs> anyway, um, so we have um, Finley here, who's played by Cor- Corey Sevier, the uh, boyfriend of uh, Laura Vandevort. And I looked up his credits, and apparently he played Timmy uh, in uh, one of the many revivals of the show Lassie. Like there was like a really? there was like a nineties or a late eighties Lassie, and he he was the star of the show. He played Timmy. Is this like a Canadian thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where where it aired, but um. So uh, we discover that Lex has been medevaced to the finest hospital closest to Detroit, which is Smallville Medical Center. Hmm. I mean, are you, you're used to this by now, right? You're not even laughing mm, now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not even funny anymore. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, from the book Smallville, Michael Rosenbaum is amused by the number of times his character has been shot. Lex has to get shot at least three times a year, he says laughing, and close to death half a dozen times. And it's just not a good season. Oh, Sorry. And close to death half a dozen times, or it's not, it's just not a good season. It wasn't my call for him to be shot. And the fact that he was shot in the head and survives, he must have an extra chromosome. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And I, I actually looked it up and I did some quick research. He's been shot uh, four times in this series. So not as often as it seems, but I could be wrong. It's probably more than that. But the ones I could think of and look through, there wasn't the Smallville wiki page that says Lex Luthor's gunshot wounds. <laughs> Although there should be. Uh, all right. So um, luckily, uh, okay. So Clark Clark and Chloe need to know where Laura, Laura, <laughs> Uh, Kara is And uh, Lex is the only one that knows uh, Kara and Lois, of course And, uh, yeah, Lex is the only one that knows And conveniently, Lex had a project Where someone can enter someone else's mind Which is, uh-huh. which is good We didn't have Martian Manhunter nearby or, or else this would have been a lot easier But Project Intercept is uh, set up And some sort of lab guy That looks like a security guard But uh, <laughs> he's... I'm just like, this is, where's your white coat, man? You're, you're not even dressed for this. You got a baseball cap on? We're supposed to take you seriously as a lab technician? Anyway, dress apart. That's all I'm saying. So Clark enters Alexa's mind through a red door in a corridor, dark corridor. And there's a spooky little boy that's following him. And uh, we enter one of his first memories. Um, that he- Well, first, don't, don't we, doesn't he look through a crack and he sees Kara floating like in the water oh, when yeah. she rescued Lex yep. from the water. Yep. And then the next memory is uh, the diner in Detroit where Kara is working as a waitress and um, she's working under the name Linda Lee Danvers, which uh, is a kind of a combination. Um, in the movie of Supergirl, she's known as Linda Lee and uh, actually in the latest Supergirl show, she's Kara Danvers. So... And then Danvers is a part of her name as well. Uh, it's been used. There's just been several iterations of Supergirl throughout the years. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lex, of course, offers the best researchers in the world to help her recover her memories, and she's thinking about it. Um, but uh, this Finley guy is looking a little jealous. But then uh, Lex, in his white suit, interrupts this whole thing by grabbing Clark and telling him to get out of his head. And we see now. Instead of before where Onyx, uh, Alexander was the bad and Lex was the good. Now Lex is the bad guy and Alexander is the little good girl, good boy. You know, he's a little kid. Mm-hmm. It's like he's because he was, because it's like he was uh, before the meteor shower. Uh-huh. Because yeah. he has hair. Yeah. And it's his inner child. He's trying to kill his inner child. Um, and, uh, we go to another memory, a sad childhood traumatic memory. Lionel's pissed that somebody is looking into his briefcase and, and it was, turns out to be his mom, even though Lionel's like throwing little Alexander around the room and, um, and it was something, some sort of something about Veritas. So, um, yeah, Lillian gets hurt and then Lionel storms out. And uh, yeah, poor poor Alexander. Like Lillian, like harshly turns on Alexander, <laughs> and then leaves the room as well. So, I do want to mention this is the last appearance of Allison Down as Lillian Luther. What? Yep. No. No. Um, and then we go back to the diner flashback, and the first thing we see is a stand of Stride gum. So uh, I saw that it was <laughs> in, right in your face. Hey, you couldn't stride. miss that. You want to choose some stride? Does stride still exist? Uh, I don't know, but uh, funny thing about this sponsor is you just know, did you know there was like okay that that tunnel that Clark goes through to when he goes into Lex's mind and there's all these flashes of all these different memories and things. 
apparently if you pause at a certain point, the stride logo appears as one of the flashes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that shit's sub- that's subliminal messaging. I don't know if that's, yeah. That's not legal, is it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we see that Lois is, this is where Lois tracked down Lex and took a picture of her, uh, Kara and Lex talking and says she's going to tell Clark. And, um, then Lex grabs him again and decides to give him the grand tour and brings him to a room where Lana is having some <gasps> Ah, that was a great scene. And, and Lex is like holding Clark's head so he has to watch. What do you think? <laughs> oh, it's just getting good. <laughs> and Lana's like, I will always love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So that's kind of hard for Clark to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, then Alexander leads Clark to another room where um, he has a memory of... Uh, Lex and Finley shooting each other and um, Clark is somehow able to pick up the phone in Lex's memory and see Kara's location with the GPS device that somehow <laughs> Lex attached to her. So whatever. <laughs> oh wait, what's the David Lynch fan? It's dream logic. It's dream logic. You gotta, if you're a Lynch fan, you can understand that. It doesn't make sense. Oh, it's dream logic. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm rambling. Um, so Clark has the information. And he's about to leave, and Alexander wants him to stay. And uh, that's when Lex like grabs him, and it's like this really scary scene of Michael Rosenbaum like beating on this little kid. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, holding him, holding him up by his throat. Yeah. And meanwhile, Lex is uh, people are trying to bring Lex back with a defibrillator, and um, and uh, that's when Chloe enters the lab and says she's going to uh, heal him and because if Lex dies, Clark dies with them. Meanwhile, we have this great little scene where Alexander tells him, tells Clark, you're the only friend I ever had. And Clark says, promise me that we'll see each other again. Promise me that you'll never stop fighting. Now I know you're here. I will always be here for you. Mm. So good. So, yeah. That So that makes you wonder, will Clark treat Lex differently? After this, Clark always wants to see the good in Lex, and he want, he always wants to save him. Um, so we'll see if that happens. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, what what else? Finley and uh, Clark knocks a bunch of cars on top of him, and then I don't know, knocks him out and stuff, and speeds away. And Lois and Kara release themselves, and Lex wonders what. Ask Lionel why how he got healed, and Lionel lies and says was like you know remember that drug back in the episode Rage back in season six yeah that was Oliver Queen stuff that, that's what we used on you yeah I, I kept the dose for myself but uh, we used it on you and then Lionel tells Lex that he loves him and Lex just walks out without saying a thing <clears throat> um so uh Chloe wakes up in the talent department hey no biggie Chloe. Don't need to worry about your powers at all. You were only dead for 18 hours. <laughs> um, and she just doesn't know. So, I mean, like, does this. that mean that, that it will affect her worse and worse as she uses this power? I don't know. I'm. It, to me, it seems like the power is, um, you know, weighed against the injury that she's healing, you know. So, <sighs> Lex got shot in the head. 
<laughs> so I guess dead for 18 hours equals shot in the head. And I don't know. Lois was like shot in the stomach. So she, he, she was dead for a few hours after that, but she only winced in pain when she healed uh, Jimmy's uh, finger. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only, that's the rules I'm making up in my own head, I guess. And Clark goes to see his Lex and tells him to listen to his good voice and he repeats back to what he's heard him say before. There's nothing that's lost that can't be found again. And uh, what does Lex do? Oh, he finds Kara and um, who is basically listening to a song that used to be her favorite song, which I wasn't really impressed with. I mean, it's no Space Jam. Oh, I know. But yeah. Um, so, uh, what's, what happens? Uh, Lex, oh, Kara asked him about his, uh, you know, friendship with Clark. And he said that, well, Clark was hiding something from me. And a long time ago, we used to be friends. Uh, no, too tired to hear to get that one. All right. I'm going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. And she, she said, yeah, Clark never mentioned that you were friends. Yeah. And so he promises to help her. He promises he goes, we're going to get the treatment to help regain your memories and we're going to find out the truth once and for all. And um, this is uh, Lexus playing the same game he did uh, back in the episode Blank where Clark lost all his memories and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out we're everything. We're friends, yeah. yeah. I'm going to help you. You tell me and I'll tell you and then we'll all know. <sighs> all right. So anything else about this episode? I can't think of anything. <laughs> no needle drops. I wasn't impressed with Kara's favorite song, so that doesn't go on the playlist. Mm-mm. Episode of the week: Gemini, Persona, Siren, Flat Fracture. What do you think? Oh, uh, I mean I, I, Persona. Persona. Same here. I want to. I want to say. I mean, Gemini had the good twists and yeah. reveals, but Persona was the best. Like, I'm so interested in this episode. Uh, the big. Punching the heart at the end with the song playing and all this shit. Michael Rosenbaum screaming Julian into the rain. Oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, it's pretty neat for uh, Clark to go on a dream mind walk through Lex's mind. Yeah. You know, that's pretty, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. But I want uh, Kara to go away. <laughs> and I'm afraid she's not going anywhere. <laughs> Next week, let's hear about the episodes. Uh, the titles are Hero. All right. All right. Sounds good. Traveler. Mm-hmm. Is that Marsha Manhunter? Do we hear, do we find out where all he's been lately? That's actually about Blues Traveler. Um, <laughs> Veritas. Lex is, like, Lex is like, Clark, why are you giving me the runaround? Um, <laughs> next episode, yeah, Veritas. Did, you might have heard that word. Uh this week. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the last episode is Descent. Oh my god, Steph. Okay, all right. So, is she- it going to be good? Is it going to be good? What, what, what? I'm getting myself ready. All right. Here's your teases. Okay. A former cast member returns. A former cast member. So, does Martha come home to visit? <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Next tease. Lex gets a new roommate. Does Lionel move in? <laughs> or he creates another brother for himself. <laughs> he gets married. He gets a girlfriend. Uh, next is 
Just like Tom O'Panicket, another BSG actor guests for the second time in a different role. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, next tease. We learned that a few people we've seen before were a part of a secret society. <laughs> the witches from... <laughs> <laughs> the witches are back! The witches are back! Uh, your next tease. We get a flashback of some Smallville babies. Well, they're older than babies, but I just like saying Smallville babies. Your toddlers? Next, not toddlers. They're older. Children. Children. children? Smallville children. So you see the you see these characters as children. Some of them. Oh. <laughs> Your next ease? Uh-huh. Clark gets some flying lessons. What? <laughs> does does stupid Kara teach Clark how to fly? Uh, who else knows how to fly? Everybody. Everybody but Clark. <laughs> Gotta get on that, Clark. Uh, your second, your penultimate tease. Lana is possessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That could mean so much. <laughs> your final tease. Somebody dies. <gasps> Does it stick? <laughs> Somebody dies and comes back to life. <laughs> Chloe dies and it takes her a long time to come back to life. And we're afraid that she's dead for good I'm not ready I'm not ready Alright, so uh, we'll catch everybody uh, on. Oh, we were trying to keep it under an hour Hour 18 Maybe like hour 15 with edits But hope you all liked the Excited episode And now it's time to go to sleep <laughs> Bye everybody Good night Good night <laughs>